let's talk immigration. In ancient times, immigration wasn't really a thing. There were tribes, and eventually there were civilizations, but interactions among them usually amounted to open warfare in the quest for dominance. Tribes would fight, and sometimes the winning tribe would simply slaughter their opponents completely, every last one of them, and seize any possessions or lands for their own use. Brutal, but efficient. Another variation was to slaughter all the men and keep the women for procreation or pleasure. Sometimes the younger children would simply be absorbed into the winning tribe. Later, a less barbaric variation arose that still included defeat and unconditional surrender and taking the young women, but with any surviving males placed into slavery to perform menial tasks in support of the winning group. This proved very workable as it provided women for the warriors and a cheap workforce for civilization building, as well as more free time for the conquerors to develop technological advances and pursue campaigns to conquer other areas and peoples. For example, the Egyptians managed to build those amazing pyramids by utilizing a massive slave workforce. When they needed more workers, they would simply go out and take them. Some variation of that system remained popular and relatively universal, even as late as the 19th century. Slaves were a cheap, ready-made, expendable workforce. But none of that could be considered anything close to what voluntary immigration looks like today. The Romans did try a sort of reverse immigration where they would go out and conquer a new area and its people. But rather than bring them all back into the Roman Empire, they would allow the conquered and their culture to remain right where they were and install a Roman governor to rule over them collect taxes, and harvest local resources for Rome. That proved very effective as a way to rapidly expand the size of their empire and sphere of influence. The result was an empire stretching over much of the known world. That system continued to be practical in the West with different groups expanding or contracting as they gained or lost economic and military power. The practice of colonization followed the same basic formula, including the Spanish, Dutch, French, and British empires. Still, it was all done at the point of a spear or gun. No one was being asked. Eventually, sovereign states coalesced, which included agreed-upon, or not, boundaries that were now called borders. Like the precisely measured land that is included with your house and considered yours and yours alone, these borders marked and distinguished one country from another. Of course, there were disputes along the way, and there still are. Israel and Palestine, Russia and Ukraine are two examples. Sometimes wars broke out and borders were redrawn, the winners usually getting more. But as these countries became more stable, the idea and practice of immigration as we know it came into play. For a long time, borders were relatively secure, and immigration was a controlled and monitored process that allowed population movement between countries while maintaining cultural stability. New blood and new ideas could come in. Troublemakers could be kept out. Some countries guarded their borders to keep undesirables out, or regulate the flow, while others had to guard their borders to keep their own people inside. North Korea is a perfect example of the latter. 
In either case, no country would consider just keeping their border open and unregulated. However, in very recent decades, there have been wars in the Middle East that displace large populations. As a humanitarian effort, many European countries opened their borders to large numbers of refugees. Other places, ones usually under totalitarian regimes like Cuba or Venezuela, have had large numbers of people escaping bad conditions and looking for a new home. Many like that have come to our border seeking asylum. However, beyond just refugees, the U.S. has always been unique in that people from all around the world want to come here for freedom, safety, and opportunity. Go to any of the 200 other countries and ask 20 people where else they might like to live, and some will say America. When our southern border was effectively open to all comers, the flood began, and it hasn't let up. Unfortunately, open borders do more than help refugees. 